It is, dear listener, unfortunate how woven into the fabric of this place pain is. Loss, hardship, overwhelming adversity. These are the building blocks of not just Elder County, but of Appalachia. I watched as this place grew. My heart would break for these folks here, but the pain is just one part. It's the pain that brings folks together. Folks who, for the most part, would have nothing to do with each other. And then they band together in an effort to ease that pain, to lift that burden from one another. And some would have you believe that the folks here are isolated, rugged, stalwart individuals. And they couldn't be more wrong. They built communities because of the pain here. And the want, the need to try and lift from one another. She's like holding the, she's like kind of like got the piece, like, you know, she, you know, there's a little table in the center here. She's laid out the pieces and it's kind of like looking through what she has in here. Um, and I think she, she's finally like. All right. So. I think you're I think your suspicions are right. But I don't necessarily, it, I don't believe that we've got the materials here to do what, what we need. Because you need something. Okay, so what are you thinking? You can't just work from, you can't work from zero. Even if it's to be conductive, it's got to have its own energy to it. Um. Okay. I think she, like, writes down an address. She's like, uh, go to here, and with any luck, there will be a man there that you need to speak to. And he will hopefully be able to lead you in the direction that you need to go. Do not, do not take anything that this man says at face value. He is knowledgeable, not trustworthy. (laughs) <laughs> Good to yeah. know. Um, but I also wouldn't send you there if I didn't think that you were capable of, you know, reading between his particular lines. All right, then. All right. Thank you for the pointer. I appreciate it. No worries. You tell me how it goes. You tell me how it goes along. Absolutely. How's the uh, how's the kid doing? Eh, he's doing okay. Um, spends too much time playing Xbox. Just, you know, typical teenager. <laughs> Got to work on his English grade, because, man, he was doing fine until this semester, and just all went to hell. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I think he, I think she uh, chuckles a little bit, and she's like, keep an eye on him. Um, I don't know. Winds are blowing in a weird way. Boy, how do you, isn't that the truth? Um, Even and actually weirder than normal. That, actually, we should probably talk about that. And Archie fills her in on the uh, house, on Imogene's house. Ah. Well, that is... Interesting. I know that we ain't necessarily part of it. We ain't necessarily not part of it. But... There's a lot of moving and shaking at those folks up at the sort of closer to the center of the wheel. Uh, and 
and I am interested in how that will shake out. I know the uh, sort of the coven heads have seemingly made their decision to be neutralish <laughs> in what is happening. I don't know how long we will have the luxury of being able to do that, but yeah, I'm having a fe- I'm getting the feeling that no one's going to be able to maintain that luxury for long. Yeah. So keep your ear to the ground. Likewise. Yeah. All right. Tell me how it goes, Archie. All right. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Hmm. So Cecily, you're having Cecily's no good bad day. Cecily's having a bad time, y'all. Just a bad, a bad. Um, how 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 much resisting is Cecily doing? Uh, Mister Forenzi leading her through the halls of the English Ivy Inn and Resort. Has he has he touched her? Like what is happening here? Unless he has to physically drag you, he won't touch you. He's just, and it's just him. It's not Margaret, too. Um, Margaret's like walking well ahead of you all. <sighs> okay. Well, as we're walking through, there's several things that Cecily could do in this situation. Um, and she is literally freaking the fuck out. <laughs> right? Mm. Um, but. I guess this is the time when we let it out, right? I mean, now's as good a time as any. Um, she's going to try to frighten or impress someone with knowledge of their past. Um, so she's going to... Who are you doing that to? Mr. Forenzi. Oh, okay. Oh, is that bad? No. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it can work. <laughs> But you also get to see Mr. Forensi's past. Mm, so it's like a double Ooh, edge. Do that. That sword. sounds fun. I rolled a 10. Oh, fuck. Nice. Okie dokie. Um, I was like, I'm going to, to remi- I'm going to reread. The, I'm going to remove, read the move real quick. I get to ignore the corruption or the complications. You probably want to ignore complications in this exact mm-hmm. moment. Mm hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna click that corruption. I'm just gonna click it. Yeah. Click in it. You know what? A little corruption's fine. So Cecily reaches into her bag, pulls out a book, eyes go white. Um, and what happens? Well, I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to click the fucking thing. Here's a quote. Um. Uh, there's a quote just perfect fucking here. So we see this is a much less worn book than the books that Cecily usually pulls out from her bag. Okay. Um, it's actually a fairly new copy because they just reissued the book because of the show. You know, it's show because I guess this show. <laughs> This show that is only one degree <laughs> different from our show is still aired in our universe. Uh. Um, and we see across the back of the spine the words American Gods. Oh. And uh, hmm. Cecily's hands uh, going over the words, all your questions can be answered if that is what you want. But once you learn the answers, you can never unlearn them. Oh, shit. <laughs> and... Um, do you have to also make physical contact with the person you're doing this with? It doesn't say. Okay. It I mean, do you feel like you need to? Frighten or impress someone with knowledge of their past probably just mm-hmm. means that I sh- that I yell out something that's going to freak them the fuck out. Okay. You see a series of a flash of series of images all at once you are in a densely wooded area you can tell that you're still in the Appalachians but you're not in your area of the Appalachians Uh, it just hasn't have like it doesn't have any sort of familiar vibe outside of like 
the plant life and the the overall like this this is the Appalachian Mountains. And you are watching as a black shadowy form, smaller, maybe less less detailed than the one that you witnessed in the dark forest. Tears through the trees, moving at speeds that are unimaginable to you. Like no living thing can reach these sorts of speeds on foot. And there is a rumbling. The earth around you is tearing and cracking and rising up as this black shadow leaps into the air and latches on to like a large serpentine form. You flash forward. You are in the same woods but they are older now they have more there's more trees down there is a distinct feeling of sick inside of these woods that you're in there are people around and you spot one familiar face in this in this entire thing and it's rio he's younger but not much younger and he doesn't look as tired as he is now as you watch mr Forenzi's face crack open in nothingness, pure entropy, scream out of it as that same large serpentine figure writhes around in the background. Okay. What does it, does Cecily just shout out details or is she just like auto-reading like, have you ever, have you ever watched like the the auto re- like the people who are just kind of like taken over and just are just saying things? Right. I think I think that when she does this, mm-hmm. she just there with like you know the hair flying around and the the eyes mm-hmm. gone white. She um, describes in really really scary arcane voice what she is seeing, like. Um, the, uh, you know, uh, the powerful serpent, mm-hmm. um, and your face cracked open, and you know, mm-hmm. just all the it's as scary and proclaiming as possible. That's okay. what she does here in the well, hallway. Defi- yeah, it definitely works. Um, it takes ob- it obviously takes a toll on you. It takes a bigger toll than the last time that you did this it to touch this this is not this is like no memory that you have ever touched this is not the past of a thing that you have ever stared into the past of um this is to invite in whatever sick malignant force powers mr forenzi and you can feel it, just the hint of it, touch your own spirit. Um, as both Margaret and Mr. Frenzy are sort of stunned at the display, um, giving you the chance to just fucking run. You just gotta fucking run. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna run. I guess. Is that, is that the only thing that I can do here? Or could I, could I turn to Margaret and be like, I'm cashing in this debt? If you want my if you want my help, you got to let me go and leave me alone about this. I not cash in debts and she will take the negative one because the difference is not cashing a debt in with you and looking like a failure in the eyes of Mr. Fair and Mr. Okay. Howell. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, then that's what that's what she's doing. Um she's she's running and she's got She's got that compact mirror palm. I believe so. Just in case. Um, do I need to roll a believe, situation? Because like, this is really just a setup to give you okay. the opportunity to do so. Roll with blood. Great. Okay, I have a zero in blood. <laughs> Great. You got this. Uh, you don't. Um. Five. Here's what we're going to do. Because typically... Uh, on a seven to nine, the MC chooses one. Um, we'll, we'll just say on a failure, the MC chooses two here. How about that? Mm-hmm. From this list of things. 
Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. Fail forward. You are going to leave something important behind. Uh. And also, you give into your base nature and mark corruption. Um. And I think what we see is, like, you stun both Margaret and Mr. Frenzy for a moment, giving you the chance to slip away from him and start running. But as we just witnessed in your vision, Mr. Frenzy is far from human and can close the distance between you and he. Um, and in a moment of panic, you turn to him. This He is already shedding what vestiges of humanity he has thinly coating his form uh, and is tearing toward you and you turn and like we saw in the blazing fury your eyes go white and the world around you shifts in shapes into the past the inn becomes simply the mountain again but not even the mountain from when they found it before like before they started building this site this is the mountain in almost a primordial scary form this is when the mountain was everything here when it was the spirit of this place when this was a scary forest that did not know humanity that did not know any kind of modernity and it twists and it shapes around him and tears through the side of this building. And you turn, like this, stopping Mr. Forenzi in his tracks as you turn and you escape out the front door. Uh, uh, but you do leave something behind in this as trees and branches and vines and a bog of cranberries bubbles up through the bottom of this building uh, you are you bump into a tree and falling out of your bag is your cell phone with the contact information Frunkel Nebo shit but you do make it to your Prius uh, and you just tear ass in a Prius. I don't know if a Prius can peel out. <laughs> and I mark corruption. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, he knows where to find me, right? Yeah, he knows where to find you. But that's not the, that's not the real worry. But they'll find him. It's a possibility. Okay. Hey, real talk, before each faction turn or at the start of the game, I'm supposed to do foretellings. Um, <laughs> but we constantly forget to do that. <laughs> we always forget to do that, always. Um, but there's there's a lot going on. So uh, Cecily, Cecily's not going home. Um, she's just going to drive. You know, you know, when you're really upset and you just drive the back roads, mm -hmm. that's what she's doing right now. <laughs> Does she know she dropped her phone? Uh, she will find out eventually. Yes. Yeah. Probably not in the that exact moment. It probably doesn't take you long okay. to realize. <laughs> so, Archie, you no. follow. I'm assuming you're going to go to the, the directions, right? Yes. Okay. Um. It's a bit of a drive away because you once you like I'm assuming Archie puts the address into his cell phone like a regular person. Yes. Okay. You don't use any kind of weird scrying spell as a GPS in your van. Mm -hmm. No, no. No Google gotta, does that I, for you. Google does that for me. <laughs> Through the magic of cell phones. Um any sufficiently advanced technology. <laughs> um so, yeah, uh, what you quickly realize is that you have been given directions to the Railroad Museum in White Pine. Um, way, way, or not White Pine, sorry, Old Mill Forge. Because um, way, way, way back in the day, Old Mill Forge uh, 
was a had a train like i mean it still technically has a train line that goes through it but it doesn't really it went from being a town where like steel was made uh to a town where uh flavor town is made like <laughs> god damn it um but there is Again, a, there's the a, a, yeah there, there is a uh a, a railroad museum there because there was a pretty extensive like railroad hub that went through there at the time when it was a place that produced stuff now given it stopped being a place that produced stuff in probably the 1940s like it's been a long time since like white or old mill forge came even close to being some sort of like economic hub um because with the production like with the ramping up of production of steel it became less and less viable for a small operation like old mill forge to 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 operate um but uh you find yourself going to the railroad museum uh by the time you get up there it's kind of late in the day it's the middle of the day or i mean it's late in the day in the middle of the week uh in old mill forge so like the tourists They'll be out by come, come Thursday. This place will be bumping as all the, the people come to gawk at the leaves and then go to the the outlet malls. Um, but on this Tuesday is pretty, pretty low key day. Um, you walk into the railroad museum. It's not a very big museum. Um, it's not super tiny because they do have like they have a couple of engines and stuff like that. But those are mostly outside. The actual building itself is not incredibly um big i mean mostly because like a lot of stuff for railroads is big so they have it outside on display um and you go in uh, i presume you buy a ticket <laughs> yes you don't just walk past the ticket taker um she did not tell you what the person you were looking for looks like who they are their name fuck all just like you're going to go to this place and meet a guy um, there will be a man there. There will be a dude. <laughs> um, and as you wander through the exhibits, uh, you do, in fact, spot a guy. Um, he is of fairly average height, um, of a slight build. He is in a um, stylish gray suit that has a little bit of like a classic look to it it's not anachronistic or out of time it's just kind of a timeless suit you know what i mean sometimes mm -hmm. a good suit is a good suit um and he is staring at a display of like a timeline of the history of the railroad in appalachia and as you sort of look at him, he does not look at you, but he does kind of like raise a hand and sort of gesture for you to come over to him without like turning to meet your gaze. Okay. I go up and stand next to him looking at the display. <laughs> afternoon. Good afternoon to you as well. I believe you've come here for something, yes? Yes, I need a little help. I am always here to help. Ooh. What is it that you are Shiver. needing help with? Um, I'm trying to build a uh, specialized tool, and I'm running into some problem with the materials. Ooh, I do love to tinker, Mr. Leech. What is it? that you're trying to build? Basically, it amounts to a battery where mm. I can store power to be used later in an emergency. <laughs> a noble goal. We are all, in many ways, seeking more power, aren't we? May I? And he kind of, like, turns to you finally. He's, he's a pretty handsome dude. Um... Maybe in his late 20s, mid 30s, it's kind of hard to pin down how old this this fella is. And he sort of holds out his hand. He's like, may I take a look at the materials that you have now? I do promise that they'll be returned. 
I hand them to him. I think he's turning them over in his hands. And he's like, oh, I see. Okay. I see where you're going. And I can understand the the logic here. You have a conduit. You have something to store with. And you have something with an emotional tie. Normally, this would be enough. But I think the problem is... This, and he kind of holds up the stick that that Shade gave you, while this has an Mm -hmm. emotional connection to you, it does not encompass the full duality of human beings. You understand? You need something with just a little bit more to it. Something that has power and emotion and most importantly mr leach passion come with me and he walks you over uh to a display in the museum that's just like you come over to like it it, it, usually in these museums they have a thing that's like here are the tools the tools what people use to do the work in the you know these like railroad or car what have you museums right right and uh in front of you is a display case showing a bunch of hand tools. And simple as anything, he lifts up the top of this display case, reaches in, and he pulls out a, an adjustable wrench. Um, and it has, it is made out of steel. It has kind of corn, like very squared off features. Um, it is well worn. It has a patina to it. And the handle is made out of, like, a dark wood that probably was a lighter color at some point, but now is just um, filled – every crack and crevice and pore of this handle has been filled with, like, the oils from human skin and the sort of dirt and grime that can only be brought about by being around coal dust all of the time from the the trains. And he – hands it over to you and immediately you feel it's heavier than it looks like it should be. Like it pulls on you. And while everything has kind of like a dark patina of like worn steel, um, it's not necessarily rusty except for like the back corner of this very square wrench. And then the kind of like on the back end of it, there that section of it has a deep, almost red rust pattern, like a liquid has been spilled across that area. I believe this in combination with what you have will get you where you need, Mr. Leach. Archie turns it over, uh... Spins the adjustment wheel, admiring the craftsmanship. Because mm-hmm. he is a tool junkie, after yeah. all. This is a fine piece. Uh, what's it going to cost me? Um, I think he smiles and is like, Oh, Mr. Leach, this is a, this is a museum, you see. It's not going to cost you anything. I simply am interested in this area in particular. I've always had a special place in my heart for these mountains. And I am so very interested in seeing what you make and what comes from it. I still feel like there has to be a catch here somewhere. <laughs> uh, I think he he's, he like he starts to turn to walk away, Mister Leach. There's a that life is there's a catch somewhere, but we will see what price emerges as things go along. I look very much forward to. Your continued endeavors. 
Hmm. Oh, I just bet you do. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you for your assistance. And he, he nods and uh, disappears somewhere into this museum. That's weird. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Yep. That's the person who just had an extremely weird day. <laughs> All right. Well. Archie spent some time looking around the museum before he leaves. Does he see the dude anywhere or did the dude just go away? Oh, fuck no. He's gone. This motherfucker's gone now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, back in Greenbrier. Uh, we see Shade and Kiki, you have, it's been a few hours and you've cleaned up like a pretty decent amount of kudzu. It would take you like, like a couple of days to clean mm-hmm. this whole place mm-hmm. just cause like, you know, just size. Um, yeah. it is getting dark and Kiki, boy, howdy, d- does your body not want you to be here when the sun goes down? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> boy fucking howdy is you're watching that sun disappear and you're like god damn no Mm-mm. no i don't want that <laughs> um, yeah uh kiki has been holding her tongue um <laughs> but they finished like the the patch that mm-hmm. they have been working on um and she's like shade yeah i think that maybe we should start heading back okay you have done a lot of good work can we thank you can we come back and get the rest though later absolutely yes uh yeah i just i get the feeling that i probably shouldn't be here for too terribly much longer today (laughs) yeah the shadows Mm. are getting long (laughs) (laughs) Mm. you know you're probably right you are you are strong but you are one you are one being um and i think uh as you guys are getting ready to go you hear that terrible noise again (laughs) uh uh steel wool would be cute if they didn't sound terrible (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Actually, probably not. Steel wool is, like, horrifying. It's a sheep made out of literal steel, rusted steel wool. Um, But it comes around the corner uh, and stops a pretty deep... By the way, when it talks, its mouth does not move. (laughs) Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, it's terrible. This is a terrible little thing all around. Um, But it stops a distance away from you all. Um... Not like it's afraid of you, just like it's like, okay, they can see me now. This is as far as I need to move. Like, Yeah, like, <laughs> I know I sound terrible and I'm going to. Oh, I'm no, this make... isn't for you. It just doesn't want to do any more. Like, it it does not care uh, about your perception any further than it has to. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it just knows you would probably freak out if it started talking from nowhere. Um, Fair. Steel wool is the less like the less sociable member of of the mountains crew. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, you guys don't get there's no reflective services here, so you guys don't get Rorum. Um, so I think it it uh, comes into vision and it's like. Spirit, I have spoken with the mountain. And we have determined an option for you. Okay. The mountain tells me that it can turn back the clock in your grove. It can show you footprints as they appeared unbreak limbs in the pattern, give us information from the scene. Not show us what happened directly, but give us an impression 
of the events as they unfolded. This will come at a cost. This is a very powerful boon. And they do ask for something of value in return. Uh... Shade's gonna search for a stick. Oh, <laughs> buddy. buddy. And pick out, like, a really nice stick and be like, will this work? Unfortunately, that will not be sufficient. The mountain requests something of personal value. It asks for either your corporeal body, wherever it may lay, or memory. Oh. Um. Can I do a memory, I guess? Because I don't think that Shade can give a corporeal body. <laughs> oh, it's some, I mean, it's somewhere, right? <laughs> I, parts of it are. I mean, I died in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but there's probably still some bits left. <laughs> probably um, some bits left. Bits. The bits. The bits, the bits, the bits. There would be enough there that whatever the mountain has planned, it could make use of it. Mm. You know what? Uh, but also, memory is also fine. I just want to reassure you that you can also give up your corpse. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Sure, why not? It's <laughs> I, I'm not using it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not using it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, I think Steel Wool sort of like nods their head, um, and says, "One out of our." group will meet you in a day's time at your grove and help you facilitate this. We appreciate your understanding in this transaction and I would like to assure you that this place will be protected to the best of my ability. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that won't end badly for me in the future. We do not have any intention of destroying this place, but it is powerful. And in what is coming, we need to gather that power. Mm. And I think it, its head tilts up. And it looks over the, like, over the peak. And it looks back to Kiki. I believe it is time for you to get going. Kiki shifting from foot to foot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> back to the car! <laughs> back to the car. Oh, Kiki's sorry. like, yep, back to the fucking car. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Um, as you cross that same peak, uh, that you did before the one place where you have cell phone reception, you get another text message from Rio, um, that is like, uh, cause like his previous message to you, the what before you, you sense of that didn't fail was like, um, uh, that was like uh, not like lonely in like a weird way, but like she seemed sad. Um, and the follow up is like, but she did seem real lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Good, good. Uh, Kiki tries to send the message again. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, um. 
<laughs> Wonderful. You guys get back to the car uh, just as things get tur- turned to night. Um, and you uh, make your way Downtown. way back into Bartlett. Downtown. Hmm? Walking fast. Face yep. is fast and you're homebound. I can't wait to try and to align you two both trying to sing that little line of the song. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, one of these days I'm just going to edit in just that bit of the song. <laughs> yeah, we we make that we joke cannot, so uh, often. <laughs> it's a thing now. We can't let the words make in your way go by without singing the song. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very true. All righty. Um, let's check in with, hey, Cecily, how are you doing? <laughs> um, hey, real quick, does, does Kiki want to do something for Kiki? No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll come back to me once I can actually talk to Rio. Yeah. What I'm going to do uh, is I'm okay. going to do one last kind of like check in and then we'll do some. What my plan is to do one last little check in and then we'll do um, like uh, sort of city moves and stuff. Like whatever city moves you guys need to do. Okay. Since the next thing, like the next thing I'll be recording is the faction game. So we can get that mm-hmm. set up. Um, <clears throat> so Cecily drives around aimlessly for, I'd say, a good hour um, and then comes to herself and starts driving to Uncle Nebo's house. Sick. Archie, where do we find you? Where do we find you assembling this this, this wand? Uh, that's a really good question. Because, like, do you do, do it? Are you, you know, like, in your, are you in your sanctum doing it? Or are you, uh, out somewhere? Like, are you, like, at the kitchen table working on this? Okay. Like, the one that, like, the one that's got, like, workshop in the sense that it's kind of like a, uh, more or less like a shed that's outside, right? It's two shipping containers that okay. are a distance apart and have a roof over the space between them. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, he's out there since that's where his, you know, actual functional real tools of... Right, you might actually need some power tools for this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you have like a an I like design-wise idea in mind for the, the wand? I think it's going to be the... Um, trying to maintain the integrity of the wrench as much as possible. So it would still look like a tool, but fitting in the stick and the wood and the copper where, and the crystal where you can. Okay. Cause I, I think what I was thinking is like, it's got that wooden handle. Mm-hmm. You knock that off. Like you pop the rib, like you can grind the rivet off on the back of that, pop it off. And then, Take a section from the stick that what Shade gave you, replace the handle with that, perhaps. That works, but making it a longer handle. Yeah. It'll be real awkward to hold, because now it's, like, extremely heavy on one end. <laughs> yes. Um, and the... Are you gripping it from... Okay, so... Is the handle now the wrench bit... Or is the handle still where the handle was? Uh, The handle was still where the handle was. Okay. Okay. Cool. It just kind of extends backwards. Mm -hmm. It's like halfway between a wand and a staff at this point. Yeah, it's it's probably what that wrench was probably what about. Um, Hold on a second. Let me get the I have a wrench in my drawer right here. Uh, It's like it's probably about seven, eight inches long. Yeah, almost double the le- overall length of it. Okay. And then I feel like the crystal is probably tied on with the with the copper, obviously. Like, copper wire is what is binding all of these things together. Correct. Yeah, gotcha. Sick. What kind of crystal do we think it is? Oh, I know sod all about crystals, so. Science and or pagan side of Tumblr. Yep. Yeah, that's pagan side of Tumblr. That's <laughs> out of my purview. You mean this isn't real science, Daniel? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, 
in this article that I pulled up, one of the the one of the like bolded sections for like the section on the article is the science behind crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle growls deep in bed, the back of her throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> People can believe what they want to believe. Actually, I think it'll just be just straight up quartz because of the association with like old quartz radios. That's fair. I like that deal. Uh, yeah. I, I dig that. Um, it's also all, all, everywhere here. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, fucking righty. Cool. Sweet. You now have a want. Cool. You completed your you completed your side quest. <laughs> Yay. Added yet another weapon to the to his arsenal for the upcoming conflict. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got a weird mirror. We've got the magic wand. Kiki has a key to any door in the universe. <laughs> Shay just needs an object. There's just no rules for magical items in this. Oh, it's because they're they're only as good as you roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's the real key. Like they don't, they give you narrative opportunities to do things. Yeah, uh-huh. they don't necessarily like they're not necessarily force multipliers. Like even Richard, like even this as a thing that has like a mechanical advantage only just gives Richard. Like I think we agreed is like what two one or two extra hold. It's not two hold. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he can't infinitely store it. He just gets to store a little bit extra that's left over at the end of the session. Mm. Cool. So, he basically gets the advantage of being able to cast two more spells. <laughs> or one, depending on the spell. Yeah, exactly. So, arguably, you have the scariest item. <laughs> I, I do. And I was about to haul it out, actually, until I, like, folded space and time. It's true, yeah. By, on accident, which is weird. Um, that's how oracles be. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Is it though? Sure. Happens all the time. It can be whatever we (laughs) want it to be. This is our story. (laughs) All right. Um, I think finally we see, we see Kiki finally arriving home after dropping off shade somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that Kiki just gets back into town and Shade's like, hey, bye, and then just like dissipates. Right, just floats uh-huh. out of the car, like, oh, all yep. right. <laughs> yep. Thank you for the fun adventure. Yeah. Thank you for helping me with this stuff. Hmm. Yep. Uh, and Kiki will get into her apartment mm-hmm. and kind of like collapse on. Mm whatever small chair she has. Uh, her muscles are all sore um, from doing all the Lots of fucking hard yard work. <laughs> yard work. Um, and she just calls Rio. <laughs> okay, yeah, ring, 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 kiki phone. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think he picks up the phone and like, uh yeah hello you all right what's going on you never call me (laughs) (laughs) texting seemed like too much effort right now all right uh uh, i got your messages i'm sorry i didn't reply i was up in the mountains um doing a thing uh are you yeah, C- Cecily's a strange one. Um, she was acting a little weird, which is why I was a little standoffish. Uh, she is generally very sad. I, I <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it was not a common occurrence sticking in my mind. Uh-huh. What, what, what is that uh-huh? <laughs> I'm, I would like to remind you, I'm a man of God. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I did not specify. Um, <laughs> Jim God's got the best deal this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, All on the back roads of my hometown. <laughs> yep. She kind of pinches the bridge of her nose and she's like, I mean, pursue that if you want. I, I don't actually have anything against her. Uh, she seems like good people in general. So be safe. <laughs> when, have you, when have you ever known me to be reckless? <laughs> God, if he only Shade was there. His are, is still bruised ribs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and she says, uh, unrelated question. Do you know anything about a sheep made of steel wool? Oh, God damn that thing. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Okay. You met you met Steel Wool. What's it up to? How did you meet Steel Wool? It is protecting the town of Greenbrier. Why were you, you know in that? Green? I think the, the artifice of like Rio being uh, like bemused by the situation drops almost immediately, and it's like, mm-hmm. why were you in Greenbrier? You sound very serious all of a sudden. Yeah, because Greenbrier is a serious place. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling. I was there with a friend who uh, used to be a caretaker of the place. Huh. All right. Well... Nothing bad happened for once. So that was nice. Lucky you. <laughs> that place is... That place is dangerous in a way that... Uh, you... It's next... Oh, Lord. It's, just, it's, it's a scary place because it's a place that's dangerous in a way that you can't fight against. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling. Mm-hmm. Definitely a sign of some ruckus happening there, though. Kudzu and beetles all over the fucking place. I didn't know about any, um... Didn't know about any ruckusing. He says plainly lying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but the sheep said that the mountain is in charge of it now, so... Whatever the fuck that means. Uh... They at least didn't seem particularly hostile towards my friend and I. Well, that's good. It's a mercurial thing. Just be... Be careful around those things. They are not... It's real, even when they don't look like people. It's real easy... Start pretending that they feel the same way that we do. And they certainly do not. They see the world in a whole different way than we do. So just be careful about it. Speaking from experience there. (laughs) I have had my run in with quite a number of creatures of the night. So. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's just say yeah. I wish you would tell me what's going on, Rio. I'll get there. Just gotta... Just gotta let some chips fall. See where they're falling at. Alright. And also, I would like it to be pointed out that the... The deal with the... The, the chuckle fucks over at the college... That... I don't feel like that was on me. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. That... I don't want that one in my column. <laughs> No, I I don't think I can pin that one on you, but uh, (laughs) I can tell you've been getting your fingers in some pies. So regardless of whether or not you deign to tell me so I can help you is a different matter. We are going to get to a point, probably Kiki, where I cannot keep too many more secrets. So don't you worry about that. (laughs) 
Mm, can't say I look forward to it, in all honesty. It probably means shit's fucked. Everybody knows shit's <laughs> fucked. Do, 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 do. Shit. I mean, shit's always fucked, so. Shit's fucked. Uh, out of character... I don't remember what, if anything, Cecily said about what she saw. Because I remember biting back real nasty about it. But I don't remember what specifically Cecily had told me. About what I saw about Rio? Oh, no, it was about the vampire. The, the What you saw oh, last Margaret. time. Margaret. Yeah. No. Not, not Margaret. Um, uh, the general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, you, that was the only vision you told us about, right? Is the... I, I don't... I told Rio about it. Right. But I don't know that I told you guys. You told us I something. Re- yeah, because I do remember uh, Kiki being extremely mean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> last yeah. session. I yeah. don't remember why. And the reason... Okay. Well, whatever the, whatever the inciting thing was, the reason why is because Kiki doesn't put stock in prophecy or at least she uh she is extremely uh angered by the the notion of like well it's prophesized so ain't fuck all we can do Mm. like Mm -hmm. which is fair so um i i don't remember (laughs) i like at all I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I don't think oh, it was. Oh, oh. Hmm? I think it was. I I feel like it. Maybe Cecily communicated part of the. I think Cecily said that. I think what actually happened is Cecily didn't communicate the nature of the vision that she had to Kiki. But when she was down in the basement, she said that she had had a vision, which triggered Kiki to get get prickly. Hmm. And then I believe that the details of said vision were revealed to Rio when uh, he went upstairs feeling like the vibes were bad. No, 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 no. She didn't say anything when she came down the stairs. It was at the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, she didn't didn't tell Kiki anything. She only told Rio about the the general's prophecy. Yeah. I think I think it might have been something along the lines of like I had a really bad vision about the future and like you didn't give details. Okay. But you the way that you phrased it was um like defeatist in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what yeah. set it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I remember a, it being extremely out of character argument. for our optimist Cecily. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Let's so, go with okay. that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's almost certainly what happened. Um, also, I'll probably cut part of this conversation out, so it sounds fair. like we know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, we definitely know what the fuck we're talking about. We're, we're so good. We're on it all the time. <laughs> yep. So Kiki kind of, I think Kiki lets the conversation turn to more regular things like asking after the church and the store and like, does Rio need anything in a more mundane sense? Um, and, uh, she kind of just lets the conversation end naturally hangs up and kind of sits there thinking. And then I think she calls Cecily. Cecily. 